What's it like being kissed by a vampire? It's a pain in the neck. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Happy Halloween, everybody. Trick or treat. Oh, I have an extra joke for you. That's your treat. Why are ghosts so bad at telling lies? Because you can see right through them. <laughs> okay, that's all of the Halloween jokes for you. I just had to get them out of my system. Yes, this is the Halloween episode of Starting Sustainability. This is episode 132, and I am your host, Kaylin Chenoweth. Welcome to spooky season. <laughs> well, before we get into all of the Halloween stuff, let's do a quick catch up with Kaylin. I mentioned before that I have a new job, still at the same place. I just have a new role, I should say, and I am now the human resource specialist. I am HR. And how am I liking my new job? Well, this last Friday, I started off my day by conducting my first termination. That was pretty tough. And then I ended the day on a two-hour drive home where three miles from the house, a suicidal squirrel ran out in front of my car and I hit the brakes, but I still hit him and heard a thump thump front and back tires. So that's how my new job is going. <laughs> In all reality, it's not so bad. I'm getting the hang of it, getting the groove of it. I definitely liked my wellness gig a lot more, but I'm still very content and navigating my way through this. I will eventually learn to embrace HR and become really good at it. The chickens are still alive and well. No eggs yet, but I think I, think I shared that already from the research that I could find. We need to get electricity run out to their coop because they have to have 15 hours of light. Usually that would be sunlight during the summer, and then you need artificial light, like a light bulb, during the shorter days of fall and winter, and we don't have that set up yet. <laughs> so eventually we'll get there, but I think we are too late because they've already gone into, what do you call it? It's not hibernation, but that's the only word that's popping into my brain right now, but they're, they're at rest where they're not going to produce eggs. They're out of the egg season because of the shorter daylight hours, so we'll just... Have to wait until springtime, I guess. That's my understanding from books. But hey, if you own chickens and you know, share some knowledge with me, pretty please. That would help me out a lot. I believe I shared already that I harvested all of the butternut squash from our garden a few weeks ago. And I attempted a butternut squash soup recipe that was ridiculously spicy. And I did find a new recipe that's much tastier. I found it on Pinterest and it is a Panera Autumn Squash Soup Mimic Recipe delicious. It was great. Made two batches of it, canned it up. We've got a, a nice shelf of butternut squash soup that we get to eat on for the rest of the winter. Hunting season is still going here in Indiana. It's bow season. Gun season is the really short season. That's right around Thanksgiving, I believe. I don't know. I'd have to ask Channing. But anyways, <laughs> it's bow season right now. Channing has continued hunting on our property and has not had any luck yet. So we will have our fingers crossed and we shall see how he does. But I did get a dehydrator as a birthday gift last month, which means that if he does get a deer, we will be able to make some jerky, which is kind of cool. 
Obviously, I'm recording this episode early, so I have time to edit it, but this episode is launching on Halloween today. Halloween, woo woo! And what are we going to do as a family? We are going as superheroes! Corbin is going to be Batman, Colt will be Spider-Man, and both costumes were pre-loved. Channing is going to be Bat-Dad, because he has a t-shirt that says Bat-Dad on it. That's about as much effort as I get out of my husband. It has to be a t-shirt and then he's good. (laughs) And then for myself, my friend using her Cricut made a shirt for me that has a picture of green arms and feet like busting out of the belly and it says bump smash. So it looks like little baby Hulk is working his way out, which is kind of cool. Since painting maternity shirts for Halloween was an epic failure. I changed courses and decided to go the duct tape route, but the duct tape was like $7 a roll, which was insane because I needed colored duct tape. (laughs) So I decided to do that instead of painting. And since it was too expensive, Channing mentioned, he's like, you know, I have electrical tape in my van because he's got, he's an electrician. So of course he has electrical tape and that comes in all of the colors. I said, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's use that because that's going to save us money and we're already using stuff that we've already got, which is perfect. So I took a black maternity shirt and some of Channing's orange electrical tape and I made a little jack-o'-lantern on my belly and wore that around, which is great for about 30 whole minutes until one of the eyes of the jack-o'-lantern fell off. (laughs) I don't know where it went, but I lost one of the eyes. (laughs) I was at work, so I didn't have a way to make another eye. I had to scrounge around in our office supplies and I found an orange post-it note. So I cut out an eye from the orange post-it note and duct taped it on. So I had a very (laughs) sad looking jack-o'-lantern on my belly the rest of the day, but I made it work. (laughs) As you can tell, at this point, I don't really have too much going on to catch up about because it's the final countdown. If anybody here ever played pep band in high school, You know that song. Only 11 days until the due date. Corbin came nine days early and Colt had to be induced. So I really truly have no idea what this baby is going to do. This baby just gets to make up their mind and come out whenever they feel like it. And that's fine. I do find it rather interesting that everyone keeps asking how I'm feeling. I am nine and a half months pregnant. I am feeling super huge, full, Every single time I have a gas pain, I have a slight panic in my head that it might be a contraction. But other than that, I'm feeling just like any super pregnant person should at this point. I did go over some sustainable Halloween tips last episode. Since this episode is launching on Halloween, I wanted to cover what to do on the day of and after Halloween. When planning this episode, I was thinking to myself, holidays are known for special family recipes, right? Thanksgiving gets turkey and pie, and Christmas is known for ham and cookies. But what about Halloween? We got candy for the dessert part, but what about the main course? The executive chef where I work shared her classic Halloween night recipe with me. It's called People Noodle Soup. I heard about it and thought to myself, Man, that does sound really tasty and delicious. This is a Halloween tradition I definitely want to start implementing in my household. And so I'm going to share people noodle soup recipe with you. Now it is critical to choose the right neighbor to use in your soup. Vegetarians are preferred because they have a much better flavor and mouthfeel in the soup. 
but some people like vegans. However, there does tend to be a strong soy flavor that's just a little bit too prominent in the final dish. And others prefer carnivores, but do understand that when you use a carnivore, it can lead to a real heavy greasiness of the meat, and it can be too overwhelming and heavy in the soup. Another element to consider is the drama. Some neighbors come with plenty, and some like to create it. Some you have to spend just a few seconds with, and their drama is overwhelming. Regardless, the more drama, the better, because it adds to the flavor. Every endorphin rush they get just increases the myoglobin in their muscles for a deeper, savory flavor. So choose your neighbor wisely, but more than anything, have fun and let me know how your soup turns out this season by going to the Starting Sustainability Facebook group. Really, truly, share your feedback with all of us because we are all intrigued. Now we're going to go over some tips and tricks for neighborly butchering. Number one, choose a place in your home to line with plastic for easy cleanup because some of them are squirters. Number two, visit your local pharmacy for some really good sleeping pills. Number three, if number two doesn't work out, invite your neighbor out for some heavy drinking. Number four, once they are good and passed out, get them into your special place that you made and get to work. Five, you need to choose your meat based on your preferred cooking method. Remember, less used muscles will be more tender and juicy. Six, work smart, separate the bones, scraps, and meat. Don't forget to save the organs, especially the heart, brain, liver, and kidneys, because these are the most sought after. And the intestines need to be saved for homemade sausage. Number seven, when you're finished, use your bones for a stock, choose the meat for your soup, then package the rest in butcher paper and freeze for throughout the year to enjoy. Lastly, before you clean up the room and get rid of the evidence, get out the meat grinder and take care of the scraps. It's all about sustainability on this podcast. We don't want any waste. Once all of the scraps are ground up, add your favorite spices and pipe them into the intestines, and you have now made sausage that you can either freeze for later or take some of it now to the bonfire that hopefully you're still invited to. Oh, and I forgot to remind you, save some of those bones from your neighbor to make a delicious stock for the base of your people noodle soup. Now that we have harvested and gathered up all of the ingredients, it's time to go over the recipe. You want about one gallon of stock in a gigantic pot. Get it on your stove and get it simmering. While your stock is simmering, you can cut up carrots, onions, and bacon. About one large carrot diced, about two large onions, and about a pound of bacon. You'll just cut up the carrots and onions and set them aside, but the bacon you're going to fry up in a pan until it's nice and crispy, and then you can chop it up into small pieces. That'll be for the garnish at the tail end. When the bacon is done, remove it out of the skillet, but keep the bacon fat in there, and you're going to saute your onions, carrots, Brussels sprouts, and garlic. You're going to want about one pound of Brussels sprouts that are quartered and around six cloves of garlic. And you're going to cook all of this until it's nice and soft. Then you'll add in about four cups of your neighbor, shredded or diced, whatever you feel like. You could even substitute your sausage here if you want. And you're going to cook the meat until it's no longer pink. The next ingredient is the drama, and we only need a few slices of it. This is the point where we would add it in, but not all of it, just some of it. And once that has been incorporated, we're going to turn off the heat. 
Next, we're going to have a separate pot of water, bring it to a boil, and add in a bag of egg noodles and get those cooked. Once the noodles are cooked, drain them out, drain off the excess water, place the noodles inside the stock along with your vegetable and meat mixture that's hanging out in the frying pan or the skillet. Put that in your big pot as well. And we're going to let that simmer for a while. That way all of the seasonings and flavors really blend in together. Do taste it every once in a while. And you can add salt and pepper as desired. After about 30 to 40 minutes, you could go as long as an hour, depending on how much you want the flavors to all meld together. That's when it's time to serve up your people noodle soup. And don't forget to garnish each bowl with a few more pieces of the drama, because remember we didn't put all of it in, so save some of it for the garnish. And of course, some crispy bacon pieces and candy corn and a drizzle of caramel. Mwah! Bon appetit! I hope this goes without saying, but now that I have an HR hat on, I do want to clarify with everyone, this was a joke. <laughs> we do not condone any Dahmer-like behavior on this podcast. Just laugh at the joke and please don't be offended. To be honest, that was really hard to go through. <laughs> I had to keep stopping and restarting because I was laughing so hard every time I was trying to deliver the next line of the recipe. Anyways, in a little bit more seriousness, after Halloween, what can we do to be more sustainable? What can you do tomorrow or the next day? Every single year in the U.S. after Halloween, one billion pounds of pumpkins are thrown away. They go to the landfill. And as we have discussed before, nothing breaks down in the landfill. That's not a compost. That's just to bury trash and it stays there forever. How much is one billion pounds of pumpkin? It's equivalent to 8,000 cars or six fully loaded freight trains. That is a lot of waste. I put together a list of ways to reuse your pumpkins and prevent them from going to the landfill. This list includes action items for both carved pumpkins and not carved pumpkins, or painted or decorated in some way. It's all inclusive of all of the pumpkins. As an HR person, I'm all about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Okay, number one, if you do have a whole pumpkin that you have not carved up yet, then you can cut it in half and scoop out the seeds, save them in a bowl. Then you can take the bowl of seeds and add water. This will actually help separate out the seeds from the orange guts or goop that's on them because the seeds will float to the top, making it really easy to gather and wash them. Then you will do a final rinse of the seeds, place them on a towel and kind of pat them dry, put them on a baking pan, drizzle them with melted butter or oil on top, season with salt and pepper or whatever seasoning you want. You can do like a barbecue powder seasoning, spicy cayenne pepper, anything that your heart desires, whatever flavor you want for your pumpkin seeds. You will bake them in the oven for about 10 to 15 minutes at 350 degrees Fahrenheit. Stir it once halfway through the baking process. When you're done, pull it out of the oven, let them cool down. You've got a nice, crunchy, delicious little treat that you can snack on while you watch a Halloween movie. Number two, now that you've scooped out all the seeds, you have two halves of a pumpkin. <laughs> what can you do with two halves of a pumpkin? Well, that's also easy. Lay them cut side down on a baking sheet. Bake it in the oven at 350, same temperature as your seeds, so you could actually do this simultaneously. However, the pumpkin itself is going to cook for 45 to 60 minutes 
or until you can stick a fork in it. You're just softening up the pumpkin flesh at this point. When it's done, pull it out of the oven. The skin of the baked pumpkin will peel off very easily. And this skin can now go into the compost bin or you can add it to your bag of vegetable scraps that you have in your freezer for a homemade vegetable stock you can make later on. The cooked pumpkin remaining will now go into the food processor or blender, whichever you have, and you're basically going to blend it all up until it becomes a beautiful, smooth pumpkin puree. And you can now use that to make any recipe that requires pumpkin puree, pumpkin bread, pumpkin cookies, pumpkin soup, and of course, pumpkin pie. If you don't have time to transform it into a delicious treat right now, then you can freeze the puree and save it for the holiday season because there are plenty of pumpkin dishes for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Maybe you're not much of a cook. That's okay. You can take that pumpkin puree and you can actually make some beauty products with it. A good one is a pumpkin-based face mask. So basically, instead of oatmeal, it would be the pumpkin puree. You would use the pumpkin puree plus honey and milk. Put it onto your face, leave the mask on for about 20 minutes, and wash it off and feel rejuvenated. If you don't want to cook, bake, or chop at all, you can take your whole solid pumpkin, actually whether it's solid or a carved pumpkin, either one, you can transform it into a bird feeder. This is ideal for the small, lightweight pumpkins. Hollow out the pumpkin, add in a couple of stick perches. You can use popsicle sticks or pencils, just some kind of stick perch for the birds to land on and basically create a small little feeder. You can just hang it up using a rope sling and do monitor it so that way once it begins to degrade you can just remove it at that point in time. And yes the birds love the pumpkin. You don't have to add peanut butter or bird seed or anything to it. You can just use straight up the pumpkin. <laughs> so because I've got chickens I joined a couple of chicken groups on Facebook and on there, what people have been doing is they will take their whole pumpkin and they will scour or kind of shave off the top layer of the pumpkin to create two eyes, a nose, and a mouth, and then give it to the birds and let the birds just peck at it and go to town and let the birds basically carve their pumpkin for them. So I do know that birds truly enjoy pumpkin and the pumpkin seeds. If your pumpkin has already been carved or you still feel like carving it even after Halloween, you can use the shell of the pumpkin as a garden planter. You know what I mean by the planter instead of the black or green plastic planter? You can just use the pumpkin shell. Put dirt in it, put a plant in there, and as the pumpkin shell slowly begins to degrade, then you plant the entire thing into the ground, as long as your ground isn't frozen. <laughs> so this is really only applicable to the warmer weather climates, but still good to know. When you plant the entire thing in the ground, the pumpkin acts as a fertilizer for your plant. The next item on the list is you can donate the pumpkins to your local zoo. I do highly recommend calling in advance first to make sure they will accept them. Not every single zoo will do this, but if they do, it's really fun to see all of the animals playing around with all the donated pumpkins. If the zoo is not an option, maybe you don't have one nearby or they don't accept pumpkins, then you can certainly ask your neighbors or any farmers who have chickens or pigs and you can donate the pumpkin to them and their animals will find it to be a delicious treat. And of course, the very last thing that you can do, the most simplest thing that you can do to keep your pumpkins from going to the landfill is to simply compost them. 
compost them in your own backyard compost pile. If you do not have a compost pile, then you can take it to a composting facility. You can find a friend or neighbor who has a composting pile and give it to them. If you live out where you have some land available, you can just toss it in the woods or toss it into the field and let the wildlife eat at it. That's fine too. There are plenty of options on what you can do with pumpkins to stop them from going to the landfill. We do not need to contribute to the 1 billion pounds of pumpkins becoming waste or trash. It's time for your challenge this week. Your challenge? <laughs> you might be able to predict this. Do not throw away any of your pumpkins from Halloween. Your challenge is to utilize this list and find some way to repurpose your pumpkins. Can you hear Ruger snoring in the background? He's been snoring for most of this recording. I keep waking him up, but he just keeps going right back to snoring. He's such an old man. Ruger, hey, wake up, quit snoring. <laughs> Every episode, this is what he does. Every time I record, he has to come right beside me and take a nap. <laughs> Snore, it just cracks me up. Well, Sustainer Nation, next episode would have been scheduled for November 14th. However, I'm supposed to have a baby by the 11th. So I'm honestly not sure when the next episode is going to be. But if you want to be caught up on the latest of baby news, I will be posting pictures and announcements on the Starting Sustainability Facebook group for when the baby arrives. I hope you all have a wonderful, fantastic, spooky Halloween today. Go out trick-or-treating or pass out candy, watch a movie, whatever it is you do to celebrate Halloween. Or if you don't celebrate Halloween, just have a really good evening. I, in the meantime, will continue the final countdown. I definitely plan to take a few weeks off just to kind of get the new feel and groove of being a mom of three <laughs> and getting used to my daily routine. Once a routine is established, then I'll return to the podcast. I do plan to be back in time for the holidays because that's a very magical time of the year with lots of ways to be sustainable and I don't want to miss out and I don't want you to miss out either. Until next time, Sustainer Nation, you keep saving the world and I will do some exercises to keep my abs nice and strong so I can push this baby out with a breeze. There are so many wonderful people doing amazing things around the globe. If you want to hear more about what we're doing down under, jump on over to Unbook Your Shopping Cart, a podcast who speaks to companies who have the eco thing down pat with some simple tips and hints on how you or your workplace can make small changes that can add up to a whole lot. Together, we can start a movement and make this planet a whole lot greener.